International team. Like rat, they do them go do from corner corner, passy passy, under under passy passy, inside inside passy passy. Like Obsanho and Abiola, we are tired of carrying the sheets. See what else Amy has to say. Oh no. Um, what's going on? What's going on, man? This is from Monday, February 1. Spring or now. early summer. In other vaccine news, Johnson & Johnson seeking emergency use authorization of its COVID-19 vaccine after a large clinical trial showed it was 66% effective at preventing moderate to severe disease four weeks uh. after vaccination. The vaccine's efficacy appeared to rise over time with no cases of severe disease reporting recipients seven weeks after their shots. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine only requires a single dose and does not require ultra-cold storage, making it easier to distribute than vaccines produced by Moderna and Pfizer. It's also less expensive to produce. Johnson & Johnson says it's ready to ship 100 million doses to the U.S. through June. This comes as more data is emerging showing major racial disparities in who's receiving vaccines. In New York City, just 11% of shots so far went to black people, who represent 24% of the population. 15% went to Latinx people, who make up 29% of the city's population, even in predominantly Latinx neighborhoods like Washington Heights, where vaccination sites reported high numbers of white people from outside the community getting yeah. the shot. There in Los go. Angeles, the number of Latinx patients dying Jumping. daily from COVID-19 has shot up by over 1,000% since November. Latinx people are now succumbing to the disease at a rate over one and a half times that of all Los Angeles residents. In other news from L.A., Dodger Stadium's COVID-19 vaccination center, one of the largest vaccination sites in the country, was forced to shut down briefly Saturday after anti-vaccination and far-right protesters Bombs blocked rights, right? its entrance. No President shit. Biden wow. is meeting today with 10 That's Republican senators man. who are proposing a roughly $600 billion coronavirus relief compromise bill they say could pass with bipartisan support as an alternative to Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus. The plan, backed by Senators Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Rob Portman, and others, includes $160 billion for vaccine development and delivery, COVID-19 testing treatment, and the production of personal protective equipment. It also includes an extension of enhanced unemployment benefits and direct payments starting at $1,000 for those they say are most in need. Senator Bernie Sanders, chair of the Senate Budget Committee, said Sunday he believes Democrats can pass the larger $1.9 trillion bill through reconciliation even without any Republican support. Uh -huh. 
Burma's military seized power in an early morning coup d'etat Monday, cutting internet access, canceling flights, detaining de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi and other top officials. Military rulers have declared a state of emergency for one year, ending a power-sharing agreement with Suu Kyi and her National League for Democracy that followed elections in 2016. The coup unfolded hours before lawmakers were to take their seats in the opening of Parliament following a November election in which the military made unsubstantiated claims of fraud. Aung San Suu Kyi said in a statement, the military had put Burma, which the military calls Myanmar, back under dictatorship and urged people to protest. Suu Kyi spent years fighting against the Burmese military, winning the Nobel Peace Prize in 1991 for her efforts, but in recent years has been condemned for presiding over a campaign of violence by Burma's military against the minority Rohingya Muslim community. And we just found out in today's show that she is actually, um, she's racist as well with, uh, along with the army. And that's why she went to The Hague and justified the genocide that had taken place. Which saw over one million Rohingya flee to neighboring Bangladesh. Across Russia, riot police cracked down on mass protests in support of jailed nationalist opposition leader Alexei Navalny Sunday, arresting over 5,100 people with many reports of violence. Secretary of State Tony Blinken condemned the use of harsh tactics against the protesters in the Siberian city of Yakutsk. Protesters braved temperatures of minus 43 degrees to protest. I came to a rally for the first time today. I am tired of the despotism and lawlessness of the authorities. No questions have been answered. I want clarity, openness and change. In Syria, a pair of car bomb blasts tore through parts of northern Aleppo Sunday, killing at least a dozen people and leaving 29 others wounded. The explosions took place in an area controlled by anti-government rebels backed by Turkey. Elsewhere, Kurdish forces opened fire on a pro-government demonstration in the city of Hasaka on Sunday, killing a protester and injuring three others. United Nations officials are calling on countries to repatriate 27,000 children trapped in a camp in northeastern Syria. Many of the children's parents were members of the Islamic State who fled to the Ahol camp after the group lost its last territory in Syria in 2019. In Somalia, at least nine people were killed Sunday in an attack on a hotel in the capital, Mogadishu, claimed by the Al-Shabaab armed group. The attackers crashed a car bomb into the hotel's front gate before gunmen invaded and opened fire on patrons inside. Among the dead was a former military general. Back in the United States, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who was fatally wounded January 6th by a violent mob incited by President Trump, will lie in honor in the Capitol Rotunda Tuesday night. This comes as the FBI is uncovering more evidence the January 6th attack was coordinated in advance. Jessica Marie Watkins, a member of the Oath Keepers, sent messages to potential recruits for her own militia-style group, asking them to be fighting fit by Inauguration Day. Meanwhile, two members of the far-right Proud Boys were charged in New York Friday night with conspiracy. Meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal's reporting far-right conspiracy theorist and media figure Alex Jones donated $50,000 to help fund the January 6th rally that preceded the riot, while Julie Fancelli, heir to the Publix grocery store, gave $300,000. Wow. 
In related news, former President Trump has appointed new defense lawyers after his five members of his legal. That's aiding and uh, abetting in uh, terrorism. Should be charged as such. Charge Alex Jones, arrest Alex Jones. Left just one week ahead of his impeachment trial next week. Trump reportedly wanted his attorneys to argue there was Uh, mass election fraud and that the election was uh, rigged. Trump faces one charge of incitement of insurrection for the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. eh? In other news about Trump, a New York judge ordered a tax law firm to hand over documents related to their work with the Trump Organization to the state's attorney general, Letitia James. Her office is investigating whether Trump's businesses made false claims about the value of their assets in order Mm -hmm. to receive tax breaks and secure loans and investors. In immigration news, a federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. is allowing the government to continue deporting unaccompanied children without a court hearing or asylum interview. The court on Friday overturned a previous ruling that had blocked a Trump-era policy which stripped asylum seekers of due process, citing public health concerns around the pandemic. Some 13,000 unaccompanied children were deported between March and November of 2020 before the practice was halted. All three judges on the court's panel who reinstated the policy were appointed by Trump. In more immigration news, a survivor of the 2019 mass shooting at the El Paso, Texas Walmart was deported to Mexico last week. The woman, identified only as Rosa, had been cooperating in the investigation into the shooting. Local outlets report she was apprehended after a traffic stop for a broken brake light. In Georgia, BuzzFeed reports a 57-year-old man from Mexico has died after contracting COVID-19. The man had been imprisoned at Stewart Detention Center. He's at least the second person to die in ICE custody since October. 21 people died in ICE custody last fiscal year, which ended in September, the highest number since 2005. And in northern Minnesota, Congressmember Ilhan Omar met with indigenous leaders this weekend who are fighting to stop construction on Enbridge's Line 3 pipeline. Water and land protectors are calling on President Biden to halt Line 3 and all other pipelines after he ordered the Keystone XL pipeline to shut down on his first day in office. On Friday, water defenders climbed into the pipeline's trenches before they were arrested, while two others locked themselves to barrels of concrete. This is indigenous activist and lawyer Tarahouska speaking from the site of Friday's protest. Right now in this moment as we sit in a pandemic that shut down the whole world and something like this we actually have a choice and we're choosing the wrong path. Anishinaabe people talked about this time that we would be in where we'd have to choose the path of greed and destruction or the path of brother and sisterhood and human life. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The Quarantine Report. I'm Amy Goodman in New York with Juan Gonzalez in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hola, Juan. Uh, Hi, Amy, and welcome to all of our listeners and viewers across the country and around the world. Well, Juan, I hope conditions are better in New Jersey than they are in New York right now. Weather conditions I'm talking about. As we broadcast, Mayor de Blasio just declared a state of emergency for New York City uh, due to what they expect to be near blizzard conditions. Um, We'll let people know through the day what's happening here. But in Washington, D.C., Republicans are facing increasing pressure 
to strip newly elected Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from her remove new post her. on the Education Committee. Greene is the far-right conspiracy... Don't just remove her from the committee, remove her from office. ...conspiracy theorist who supported Charger the execution of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and has claimed the school shootings at Sandy Hook, Connecticut, and Parkland, Florida were staged, as was the September, September 11th attack on the Pentagon. There are lots of there's lots of uh, video going around uh, about of her harassing a um, Parkland's uh, um, survive you know father of a victim and and uh, claiming that it was all uh, fake. Pentagon. She also has a history of making nice. racist, Islamophobic, and anti-Semitic comments. At least 50 House Democrats have backed a resolution to remove her from office. Yeah. Congress member Green right. was elected in... Call, call Congress and, and make sure more Democrats support that. November, after Donald Trump called her a, quote, future Republican star. Recently resurfaced video shows Green confronted one of the Parkland survivors, the teenager David Hogg, when he visited. What? Airloading media. The hell? Got kicked out. Is that on purpose? I don't know.